I want to begin by wishing you a happy new year. Happy new year. And because tomorrow is the Feast of Epiphany, today being the 12th day of Christmas, tomorrow is the Feast of Epiphany, and so I should also come up with some kind of Epiphany greeting for you, and I don't know what that should be. I don't know whether to say to you, Happy Epiphany, or Joyful Epiphany, or Good Epiphany to you. And you know what? To be honest with you, as far as I'm concerned, all of those work. The word epiphany means revelation. And we call tomorrow's celebration a revelation. Got to learn to talk. We call tomorrow's celebration a revelation because it is the day we remember how the Christ child was revealed to the Magi, first by a star, and then in person, after a long journey from somewhere in the east, perhaps modern-day Iran or Iraq. Given the definitions of the word epiphany, either it being a revelation or it being a holiday, the holiday of the wise men, the Magi, I really don't want to choose between happy epiphany and joyful epiphany and good epiphany. And I don't want to choose because my wish for you is that all of your epiphanies be happy and joyful and good. After all, every one of us, if we are attentive, every one of us has revelations. Every one of us has epiphanies, moments of insight or inspiration, times when we look out on the world around us and achieve some kind of enlightenment or times when we encounter God. Sometimes these revelations, these epiphanies, sometimes they're happy. Sometimes they're joyful, sometimes they are good, but sometimes they are not. Sometimes what we get by way of revelation is sad and painful. Sometimes what we get by revelation is an understanding that the world is messed up, that our country is messed up that our community is messed up, maybe that our lives are messed up. Sometimes the enlightenment of epiphany, the enlightenment of revelation, sometimes it is a burden. And the same is true when the epiphany involves an encounter with God. Usually, when we encounter the sacred, it is a moment of profound joy and deep spiritual satisfaction, but not always. Sometimes when we encounter that which is holy, that encounter exposes the venal and profane things in our lives. Sometimes when the beauty of the heavens leads us to the divine goodness and truth, we feel the tug of a troubling calling. We find ourselves feeling responsible in the face of what is beautiful to do what is beautiful. We find ourselves responsible in the face of what is good to celebrate and proclaim what is good and what is true. And as happy and as joyful and as good as that work might seem, it can be lonely work. It can be dangerous. I will point out that the story of the Magi's visit to Bethlehem does not have a happy ending. We didn't read this part of the story this morning, but after we left off 
After the angel in a dream warns the Magi to return home by a different road, and the, and the Magi take that different road in obedience to the angel, their faithfulness, the result of their faithfulness, is an unimaginable tragedy. You may know the rest of the story. But the rest of the story is this. When the Magi don't return to Herod, that local monarch, Herod has a fit. And he slaughters all of the male children in Bethlehem under the age of two. Sometimes holy epiphanies give us no choice but to defy the powerful. And then the powerful respond as the powerful often respond with violence. Sometimes after an epiphany, we find ourselves pledging allegiance not to a flag, but to the common good. Sometimes after an epiphany, we pledge allegiance not to a nation and its military, but to peace, not to a president or to a potentate, but to principles that transcend nation and empire. Such epiphanies are difficult and hard. Sometimes they're tragic. They're inevitable, I suppose, but so are the epiphanies that bring us happiness and joy and goodness. I had a wonderful epiphany after Christmas this year. My wife's family rented a place in South Lake Tahoe, and the place we rented is called the Richardson House. And to those of you who participate in our annual retreat at Lake Tahoe, what we call MPC at Tahoe, you may recognize the Richardson House as the big house at Camp Richardson. Camp Richardson's where we go for our uh, retreat. Camp Richardson is a place that I have come to love for its beauty and for the memories I have built there with many of you and with my family over the years. I have a really strong idea about what Camp Richardson looks like, and, and some of you do too. I, I have a, a really profound idea of what it feels like to jump into the water off of that pier and to sit on the beach reading a book. But last week, I got to experience a completely different way of experiencing Camp Richardson. Last week, Camp Richardson was covered in snow. It was an absolute winter wonderland, and it changed the way I think about the place. Of course, it's, the, it's still the same Camp Richardson, right? But it was also entirely different. There was no way I was going to jump off that icy pier into the water. <laughs> the barbecue pit in front of the cabin we often have rented was completely filled with snow. Icicles hung from every eave. The ice cream shop was closed for the season. <laughs> Honestly, I cannot say which version of Camp Richardson I like better. And that's what I was going to preach about today. I was going to preach about how a new epiphany of beauty doesn't necessarily invalidate the old revelation of beauty. You know, the Magi, they met Jesus 
but they didn't convert. As far as we know, they went home by a different road, but were still faithful to whatever religion they had practiced before. My original sermon was going to encourage you not to be afraid of whatever epiphany may show up in your life. If you see a beloved place under a blanket of snow and you find beauty in the winter landscape, so be it. That doesn't mean you dislike or disdain the way the place looks in the summer. Go home by another road, to be sure, but the new road doesn't cast judgment on the path that led you to the epiphany. That's a good message, by the way. I still like that message. But then after much reflection on the beauty of winter and the beauty of summer and about how both are good, both are needed. In fact, it is the snow of winter that makes possible the wildflowers of summer, at least at Lake Tahoe. After scheming for a way to get all of this into an epiphany sermon, I came down the mountain and immediately I read news about how with a missile strike from a drone and the assassination of an Iranian general, the United States was once more moving perilously close to war in the Middle East. Heaven help us! It was another epiphany about how power and violence are interconnected, a reminder that the spirit of King Herod abides. And even when we obey the warning of angels and go home by another road, still the possibility of unimaginable bloodshed is real. And so there you have it. I had one sermon planned, and then I felt like I had to say something else. I don't know how many times it has been since the 2016 election that I've come up with a sermon idea and then had to scrap it because of some news event that calls for pastoral reflection. In the end, I don't know how to end this sermon. Uh, so, I'm going to let you finish it. You are seated around tables facing one another, and so I'm going to let you finish my sermon together. I've told you a little bit about, about epiphanies, how epiphanies lead us home by different roads, how some epiphanies are good and some epiphanies are a burden. So I want you to take a few minutes and share a few stories about the epiphanies you have had. They may have been happy, they may have been joyful and good, they may have been both, they may have been a burden, they may have been both. But take a few minutes to finish my sermon by sharing stories of your epiphanies. And I know that not everyone wants to talk. You don't have to talk. There's enough people around the table to talk. <laughs> I'm going to give you a few minutes, and then I'm going to close off the sermon which you finished with a story of an epiphany of my own. Talk about your epiphanies. All right. I hope you will consider uh, continuing your conversations later on. Let me, uh, let me share one last epiphany story with you. Uh, six years ago, I had an epiphany. In fact, it, was, it wasn't an epiphany that happened in a single day, but I, I think of this Sunday the Sunday closest to the Feast of Epiphany as the anniversary of an important epiphany I had. 
and it was six years ago. I, it, was a, it was a time in my life when I was uh, feeling unsettled in my work. I was the pastor of a church in Silicon Valley, and I needed a new adventure. I wanted change in my life. Uh, this had been true for quite a while, by, by the way. It was, nothing was wrong with me. Nothing was really wrong with my job. I, I, I just needed a change, and, and I'd been applying for different jobs, and nothing was working out for me. In fact, I kept coming in second. And, you know, when, you, when, when, a, when a Presbyterian minister applies for a job, it might take six to nine months before you find out whether you got the job, especially if you either got the job or you came in second. Uh, anyway, uh, again, I, I felt stuck, not because my life was bad or because my congregation was, was bad, but because I was growing and I was changing in ways that were starting to mean I needed to find a new job. And six years ago, the first Sunday in, 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 in January, you all called me to be your pastor. You took a chance on me. Oh, thank you. It, it was an epiphany. It was a revelation. Pastoral ministry could look one way in the summer and a different way in the winter. And both were beautiful. If I had been at a summer church, you were my church of beautiful snowscape. I didn't know such a congregation as this even existed. And I didn't know how much I needed to be here. But there was a revelation. There was an epiphany. And here we are. And I want to thank you ever so much for that happy and joyful and good epiphany. Thank you, God.